Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hashtag Clocked In with me, your host, Jordan Edwards. I'm thrilled to have you tune in as we dive into the dynamic world of productivity, success, and stories of incredible individuals who've mastered the art of getting things done. Whether you're commuting, hitting the gym, or just relaxing at home, this podcast is the go-to source for inspiration and actionable tips to level up your productivity game. I'm on a mission to unravel the secrets of those who seem to effortlessly manage their time and achieve their goals. So if you're ready to clock in and unlock your full potential, you're in the right place. We've got a lineup of amazing guests, industry experts, and thought leaders who will share their insights and strategies to help us crush your to-do list and make the most out of every moment. Get ready to get inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to supercharge your productivity. This is Hashtag Clocked In with Jordan Edwards. Let's dive in. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Jordan Edwards here. We're on the Hashtag Clocked In podcast. And today, I wanted to talk about a few different things. Um, I wanted to kind of talk about my journey of where I got into coaching and how that all happened for me because most people don't realize and how important it is is financial literacy and when i graduated college i had an accounting degree uh, graduated with honors and i started to realize accounting is the language of business and i realized a lot of people don't understand it personally. And I wanted to help people with their ways of thinking about debt management, thinking about all these different areas. And to preface this, this is not financial advice. It's just my way of how I handled certain situations regarding um, building net worth, focusing on different parameters to make yourself realize that you are trending in the correct direction or you are or you can be and the first step i would say is measuring and monitoring so what is measuring and monitoring that's when you look at something and you measure it and you see where you're at and then you monitor it every whatever duration you want so most people do uh yearly some people do monthly some people do weekly some people do daily. Now, the thing is that the more often you monitor something, the better progress you will make. Meaning, if you monitor yourself in the gym, if you go on the scale each and every day, then you can see if you fall back or if you are improving each day. Meaning that the more progress points you get, the better you will feel about the situation. So this is the same thing with money. So like you have money coming in your bank account, you have money going out, paying off cards, paying off debts, paying off whatever. And the more you start to measure this, then you will see this grow. Or at least you'll understand where your money's going. Because most of the time when I speak with people and they share with me certain situations where it's like, I don't even know how much I own student loans. I'm not sure what my credit card is. I'm not sure what this is. That is such an issue because if you don't know your numbers, then nobody will. And this is the same thing with businesses. And But we never really get to highlight the personal life because in our personal life, we always have these similar situations. And there's a few different ways to think about this. 
Um, you can have a single bank account. You can have a business bank account. You can have a credit card. You can have a business credit card. You can have real estate. You can have all of these different things. And it can get very confusing very quickly. So it's how do we simplify this? And how do we think about this in a way that will allow us to grow? So back to the story. When I was doing helping people with myself with student loans, basically what I figured out is that I had four loans. Two of them were higher interest and higher premium and principals. So there's principal and interest. Principal is the amount that you actually owe. So let's use for this, for example, $1,000. And then interest is what the interest rate is. So the interest rate might be 3%, 5%. Some people are 15. I've even heard as high as 25% on student loans. It depends where you got the debt from, whether it's the government, whether it's credit card company, whatever it is. And what I started to realize is that these companies, when you start paying the debt, what ends up happening is they want you to pay the minimum payment. At least this was my situation. They wanted me to pay the minimum payment on my loan that was the lower interest and lower principal, meaning that the higher interest and the higher principal was going to grow higher. So I realized that if I switch this, like switch the different switch which loans were included on the minimum payment, even if it's the same amount, I would save a ton of money. So I started helping people with this. And I realized that what ends up happening is that like everything, the more reps we get, the better we get at something. So if we hold that to be true, then when we think about finances, if we're not excited about it if it's not something we look forward to because we're scared of it or we might have debt or we might have these issues then we usually reject it and it's not something we want to do because we don't think we're good at it and the thing is that most of us can take control of this situation because here's the thing if you're not looking at it then it might be going in a very downward spiral because pretty much what's been ended up happening is as I'm talking to more and more people, I start to realize that expenses of life go up, right? So like rent rises and some people's rents are rising three, four, five, six, a thousand dollars a month, which is just crazy. Then you have the people who are owners of homes, their taxes are increasing, their insurance is increasing, the HOA is increasing. Then you have salaries that have been pretty stagnant, meaning that you're still getting paid the same, but now your fixed expenses and fixed expenses are anything that you pay monthly. So that can be house, car, electric, Wi-Fi, um, anything that's the expense is always going to be there. So like a gym membership would be included. Food though, if you have a meal prep where you know the exact amount you're spending or the food store, you know the exact amount you're spending, that's different. But if you go out to a dinner with friends, that's not a fixed expense. That would be variable. Or you go to a football game, that would be variable. Or you go to anything that becomes variable because it's not inside of your fixed monthly expenses. So the key is to have your fixed expenses be lower than your normal amount of spending, like your normal income. So what that means is that and there's a lot of people who give different theories and different ideas, but a majority of people believe that 
your fixed expenses should be less than 50% of your take-home pay. Meaning, if you take home $5,000, just for simple numbers, then $2,500 would be your home, car, electric, Wi-Fi, etc. And now when you go and do this math, as you're probably doing it in this moment, you need to realize that like, you might be under this by a lot or you might be over this by a lot. Either way, 50 is just a baseline of what they recommend. That doesn't mean that you have to spend up to 50. It just means that if you're below 50, you probably feel a little bit more comfortable. If you're above 50, you might feel a little more stressed. Realizing that, then that's something that you can target and maybe move to a lower cost area or get rid of that car or whatever it is. So these are just different ways of understanding it because we have to understand that we have to spend less than we make. So another way to look at that is I utilize just one of my things I do is I utilize a credit card and I use the credit card and I pay it off each month. However, when I use the credit card, it helps me understand how much I'm spending each month because I use it as quote unquote, my assistant. It, it it gives me the tracking of how much did I spend each month, which are your statements. And then you can see what your average spend is. So what I tell people is choose an average spend that you feel comfortable with. So say it's, let's use the same example. If you're making $5,000 a month, $2,500 on that, maybe you want to spend $1,500, $2,000, $5,000. So here's the thing. You spend $2,500 on your fixed expenses, $5,000 on your credit card. That means you're going to be minus $2,500 that month. So that would be something that you'd want to look at because obviously your fixed expenses aren't in the correct amount, but your variable expenses are high, which is something that you just have to look at. And the major check is making sure that each month you your income is rising, especially if you're an employee. This is pretty easy. As a business owner, it can be kind of confusing because there's different softwares, there's different billing, there's a bunch of different cycles. So it's hard to tell if things are really going up unless they're going up quicker, significantly quicker than your spend. Now, with you, but either way, it's great to know that you are making more money than you are spending. (laughs) It, It helps you and it gives you a lot of leeway with your lifestyle. So then the next rule that I'd want you to do, so that's spend less than you make. The second rule would be to save three to six months of emergency expenses. So that's your monthly cost. So if your monthly expenses, let's go to the last example, are 2,500 fixed, 2,000 variable. So you spend $4,500 a month. You want to have three months of that, which might be 13,500. Or it will be six months of that, which should be double that, which would be $27,000 saved in a in a bank account where no one can touch it. Like you can touch it, obviously, but you're not, it doesn't have market risk. It doesn't have all those other variables. Some people use, um, they take loans against, and this is a little bit more advanced, but they might take a loan against their own uh, stock portfolio or a property that they own. So that will be their savings. People do it a bunch of different ways. But either way, you should have three to six months um, of your spending expenses in cash. Just so that if anything does happen, there isn't that stress element of 
how am I going to cover this? How am I going to do this? And the reason I wanted to talk about a little financial literacy this morning is because there's so much stress on it right now. And it's causing a lot of stress inside of your life. So if you can get your financials correct, then that can alleviate so much stress because when your financials are not correct, you become desperate. You are just trying to get deals left and right. You're trying to take advantage of whatever you can. And you're not being the best person you can be. And my whole thing is that if we can learn and get our financials in a correct situation where you can ride out six months, a year, six years, 60 years, then your decision-making ability is going to be drastically different than if you are the latter. Because think about it. The person who's got three months saved up versus the person who's got 60 years saved up Who do you think is going to make better decisions? It's the person who's got 60 years because they feel no stress, no rushing, no anything about the deals that they go into. They do it for the love of the game. And that's a very different headspace to be in. Or it's a headspace of you don't need your job. You enjoy your job, yes, but like, if something happened, you guys are fine. And that's a very comforting realization. And they call that the paycheck to paycheck, where every paycheck, you're not saving anything. And there's a majority of the world that is in this situation. So it's how do you get out of this? And so that that's my first recommendation is to save the three to six months. It's all well, it's first spend less than you make, right? So that is the first step. Because There's debt that you can go into, credit card debt, student loan debt, all these different variables. And it's how do we lower that? How do we lower those debt expenses and not get caught in this spiral of, oh, my God, I can't afford the debt I have. I have to go bankrupt. And that's that's a pretty eye-opening experience. And that's happened to a lot of of people. And it's going to happen to more, especially as the market becomes more and more difficult with the high interest rates. Um, high housing costs. It's it's a very difficult time right now. However, we can take control of this. And when you take control of your life, it makes a difference. So the key is you have to measure and monitor what you're doing. Then you have to figure out rules that you want to, to make sure you're trending in the correct direction. And then the last thing I would say is I would take some of your money if you have leftover money at your savings and then you can go about it and you can invest it in different things. And as I mentioned before, I'm no financial advisor. This isn't financial advice. And you you can just invest it in a ton of different things. If you want to reach out, we can learn more about it and see what might work for you. However, I, I what I do is you, you can use like your 401k, you can use retirement plans, you can use real estate, you can do the stock market, you can do a hundred different things. But I, 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 the way I do it is I deal with it a little bit. So I basically will go in with a small amount and then see what ends up happening. And if it makes sense, then you can explore more of it. And now there's a few different ways that people track ourselves. So we track ourselves with one income, which is everyone's like, how much did you make this year? What did you pull in? 
So we think about it in that way. The second one, though, is we have is net worth. Not many people know their net worth, but that's an interesting one because that's all of your assets. Assets are things that provide you more value or are valuable, quote unquote. So let's say you purchase a uh, computer or a a car. A car is easier. Let's say you drive off a brand new car off the lot. That car is going to depreciate. So let's say you buy the car for 20 grand, you drive it off, and it's $10,000. If you wanted to sell it, it's only worth 10,000, which means it's an appreciating asset. So it's a liability. Or there's assets where you buy something and then the value goes up. So most of the time they say real estate goes up. And that means that you might buy a house for 100 grand and the house might be worth $150,000 a few years later or $200,000 five years later or 250, 25 years later, or it might be worth nothing. It might be worth that same 100 grand 25 years later. So there's a bunch of different ways of looking at it. However, an asset is anything that provides you value that you can sell. So you have to make sure that it's not you think it's an asset, but it's the market thinks it's an asset. And then the third one I would say is cash flow. So this is cash flow each month. How much money comes into you each month throughout your businesses or your different investments or different vehicles that allow you to live? Meaning that let's go back to that first example of you spending $4,500 a month. If your investments bring in passive income of $5,000 a month, in essence, you can live forever, which is a great metric to look at. We don't think about it that much, but it is a fantastic way of looking at the world because now we're sitting there and we have cash flow for, for days. So that's another way of looking at it. So I just wanted to explore some of these ideas and I wanted to get people past the, I'm scared of what's going on. Yes, we understand that we are scared. However, what can we do today to make a difference? Like, how can we put ourselves in a better situation? Because if you put yourself in a better situation, then you have more control. And when you have more control, you think better. You make better decisions. You aren't as, um, you can be more patient with situations. And you don't get as frustrated. And you're able to really look at things with a great viewpoint. So I say all this to you today to realize what's holding you back from getting in control? What's causing you not to take advantage? And like we said before, it's measuring and monitoring every single month. It's the rules of spend less than you make, save three to six months, invest. What's holding you back? Because you need to realize that sometimes people will say it's education. Sometimes they'll say, I don't make enough. Okay, so get more valuable skills. Like, like, What is it that can change your life today? You can't do that without taking an audit and understanding where you're at. So I say that to you for you to realize that it's okay, but you can go and seek out the information. You can go ask for help. You can learn about this because financials are going to be with you and they're a big part of life. So it's how do you get this part situated so that you can enjoy the rest of your life? Because that's all this is. It's just a piece of the puzzle. Life is much more complex, but 
this is definitely a valuable asset and a valuable portion. And it's important to learn about financial literacy. It's important to look up these words like assets, liabilities, investment. It's important to learn about all this. And if you have any questions, I'm happy you can you can reach out. We can talk more. We can learn more about this. But I just thought it was so important because there's a lot of people hurting right now. There's a lot of people overspending, living outside their means. And you do not want to be hurt by this if you lose your job or something ends up happening or the world changes. You want to be in a very protected situation. So it's what do you need to do to make that happen? And that's kind of what this is all about. It's you sitting there taking the time, reflecting, realizing, maybe connecting with a few different people and getting their perspectives because maybe you aren't comfortable with your information. So you might need to ask others for help or there's the internet and you can look on YouTube, all of this, because there's a million pieces of financial content. I just wanted to share a little bit because I've always been really passionate about financial literacy. And I think it's something that is the utmost importance and we should not overlook this. So go out there today and focus on what you can control, which is spending less than you make, save three to six months in uh, emergency, and then make sure you are investing in your future, whether that's doing programs, doing putting in real estate, the market, businesses, blah, 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 whatever it is for you. Just make sure that you can make the most of this time. And yeah, I really, if you need any help, please reach out. Jordan at Edwards Consulting. I'm happy to help and look forward to conversing with you guys. And hopefully you found some value in this because I know financial literacy can be this scary thing. And I just tried to simplify it as quick overview just so you can get more exposure on what's going on in the world. Thank you. Thank you for reaching the end of the podcast. For that, we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in.